Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of Lit AF with me, your host, Sarah Cohan. As always, I am just so excited to be back here with you this week for another episode of Lit AF Podcast. We're just keeping going. It is happening. We're over a year old. It's happening. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So today we are celebrating Juneteenth this week, which is on Saturday, June 19th. And I'm going to get into it in this episode, but I'm really excited to share with you why we celebrate this holiday, why it's so important to acknowledge and honor this holiday, and what we can be doing to be anti-racist. And this, of course, is going to get into like white guilt, and we're going to get into some shadow work, and all kinds of good stuff. And some funny stories along the way where I've (laughs) made some terrible mistakes. (laughs) Not terrible, but I've just made some mistakes. And I've learned from them, which is why I'm here to share, right? So stick around for the episode. It's going to be a doozy. Very excited. And of course, as always, before the episode, every week I share my check-in. And this week is the final eclipse of eclipse season this year, which is in astrology. If you're into it, you know it. If you know, you know. And this year's eclipse season has just been, I don't know, weird. (laughs) Everyone I know is just a little on edge, just like a little unhinged. I described it to someone as, I feel as though magic is in the air And I can't believe anything is real. Like, I'm not taking anything as reality, which is a really strange place to be in. Because every morning I just wake up in this eclipse season, the last couple of weeks, just been like so excited. Like, what's going to come today? What's going to come through? And then literally seeing things and just being like, is that real? Is that real? Can I actually believe that? I don't know. So... It's an interesting polarity to be dancing through, and I feel like everyone is going through it. It's just really interesting to see eclipse season, which apparently happens every year around the same time of year. Like, we always have a Gemini eclipse. (laughs) You can see how deeply I know all this shit, right? (laughs) Such a newbie, but very interested. So we have an eclipse every time this year, but this is the first year and I'm speaking from someone that's living in the United States, that we're coming out of a pandemic. Not everyone across the world is coming out of a pandemic right now. In Canada, things are locked down. In Mexico, it's kind of like in between. They're still getting vaccines. So not everyone is in the same place across the world. But right here in the United States, where I live in San Francisco, California, we are opening back up. And it's just a little unnerving to have this eclipse energy at the same time as people are coming back to work energy. and summertime is happening. Like it's sunny out. Everyone's wearing shorts. Like it's a very exciting time. And then we're like all struggling independently. Like, do we take the mask off? Do we keep the mask on? Do we take the mask off? And there's so many political like views that can get stuck into this conversation right now. But like, Vaxxed, not vaxxed, wherever you are at, like everyone is having the same struggle. And then I'm sure some people are like, I want to wear this mask forever. And then some people are like, I don't ever want to wear this mask again. And then I'm not one to like 
delve deep into the news, but I heard recently that Anthony Fauci is like released all his emails because you got to see the emails, whatever that means. And then with his emails coming out, it's released that like Dr. Fauci has been emailing people directly back that have been asking him questions. Like talk about like this unnerving, like we've got all this energy, we've got to see these emails. And then once the emails come out, the magic of it is that like Dr. Fauci is literally emailing people about whether or not they can take their mask off when they're home alone inside. Like (laughs) that is the magic of eclipse season. It's crazy. So I hope that you've just been along for the ride wherever you were at and enjoying every second of it because like what else can you do, you know? So that's my check-in, and I also have an exciting announcement. I am hosting a goal-setting workshop next week on June 16th. This is four days before the summer solstice, so this is a perfect time to dust off that list, take a look at like where you were at in January, celebrate where you've come from or what you've been able to check off your goal list so far this year. And then adjust goals as necessary and create new ones. And I hosted this workshop in January. It was so much fun. We had an amazing group of uh, women that were all manifesting together. We put together our goals and then I ran us through just a couple of unblocking tools so that you can unblock your subconscious so that you can actually manifest those things that you want to. And that is the magic sauce right there. Like you can make lists all day, all the time and talk to your subconscious about what you want, what you think you want, but your subconscious is in the driver's seat at all times, literally 98% of time. It is driving the bus. So we want to make sure that our subconscious is driving the bus where we want it to go. You know what I mean? We want to make sure that it's got the right GPS navigation system. We want to make sure it's got the right iOS update at the right time. So that's what we're going to be doing in this workshop. It's going to be fun. You can sign up at my website. That's sarahcohan.com, S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N.com forward slash workshops, plural. And you can find all the details. You're going to get worksheets. You're going to get my free Keep Calm and Carry On meditation. And just a wonderful community to set goals with. And like, let's be real. When was the last time you looked at your goals? Like, I, it, for me, it's been since January. <laughs> Whoopsie. So make time. You can make time for yourself by signing up for this workshop. It is it's so fun. Trust me. So visit sarahcohan.com forward slash workshops to check that out. I very much hope to see you there. All right. That's it for my announcements. So without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. Hey, Little AF listeners. So I'm so excited to, well, <laughs> I'm both excited and then also just sad that here we are a year later. And last year I recorded an episode for Juneteenth that was how to be anti-racist. And it's been a year since that episode was released. So I wanted to look back, look forward, talk about some stuff, how to be anti-racist. And then, of course, give you a couple tools to work on this on your own. I first just want to start by saying, what is Juneteenth? Juneteenth is on June 19th every year. 
It is a holiday that commemorates the emancipation of slaves in the United States in 1865. I think where my white guilt starts in this conversation is that I only discovered this date, June 19th, Juneteenth, about three years ago, maybe four. I think it's three. So that just says a lot right there in terms of my cultural background and upbringing and where I've been. So I think that's just important to note because, look, this is the reality in the United States. To be a person of color means that you don't have access to the same privileges as people with white skin. And I see this every single day, every single day with my husband, who is a person of color. Hey, baby. Hey, sweet baby. I know I talk about you a lot on this podcast, but this to me is one of my biggest learning lessons within my relationship is watching a person of color walk through this world and seeing how different his experience is. And unfortunately, from a year ago, he has been experiencing even more hatred, hate speech, violent episodes right here in the Bay Area. And it's that like these episodes started happening a couple years ago and they're only getting worse, which is really sad. So I really see this episode, How to Be Anti-Racist, as speaking to how to start to have the conversation and how to frame your day around being anti-racist. Because that's what I am learning. (laughs) That's my viewpoint of the world. So why do we want to be anti-racist? Besides the fact that this is my true belief. We're all equal. We're born equal human beings, right? We as humans on this planet are all equally deserving and beautiful and valued. We all have the same value. This is like maybe my deepest core belief about the human experience. It's taken me a while to realize it. It takes me a while to practice it. (laughs) Every time I judge someone else, I know that I'm judging myself. But if we use that statement as truth, which I do believe it is truth, then when we see a person of color walking through this world, we know that they are not being valued in the same way as someone with white skin. So that's just baseline. Like, like if we're all equal, if we're all valued, if we are all the same or like of equal value, that's like already we got a problem right there. And then the second thing is, I heard this in a diversity training once, and it really, 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 really stuck with me. So if let's pretend that like the whole world, we're all in one gigantic classroom. And in this classroom, all of the white people get to sit in the front of the class. And then all of the people of color are sitting in the back of the class. And if you're sitting in the front of the class, I just want you to think a second about what are the things that you get to see or experience when you're at the front of the classroom. Number one, you can hear the teacher, 
really well, right? You can read the board really well. You get to see the information being disseminated just super close up. But you don't have a view of the entire classroom, right? So a person of color, let's say they're sitting in the back, back row, maybe they're not as close to that information that is being disseminated from the teacher. Maybe they can't read the board as well. But what they can see is what the entire room's experience is. They can see how everyone is digesting the information. They can see what different people are doing in the room and feeling in the room. They've got this bigger worldview picture within this classroom. And this bigger worldview picture, I would say, is so important to understand and experience and get to know. So living in the front of the classroom, we're just not getting the full experience. And I would love to have that full experience in my life. So when a person of color is coming to us and asking if they are brave enough to actually come forward and say, hey, hand raised, something's not right here. (laughs) I don't feel included or I'm feeling judged, or I am feeling disrespected. I am feeling like my ideas aren't heard. Like, first of all, holy shit, let's just be like, damn, can we honor how much courage it takes to just say that? Let's just honor that first. And then second of all, instead of taking this as an attack, and I know this is hard. This is hard. Look, I do this in my relationship every day. I get it. That is not an attack on you. That is not saying that you're not enough. That's not saying that you aren't thoughtful enough or you aren't inclusive enough or you aren't you aren't enough what it is saying is that something needs to change they need something they want to be extra heard they want to be extra respected so i really want us to understand why why to why it's so important for us to be anti-racist we want as humanity to have an entire worldview and we also want everyone, human's experience to be of equal value. And I know that's really like, maybe that's, maybe that's a hard concept to wrestle with. And if so, I recommend some journaling on that. <laughs> What's up with that? Why do I think that? Like, who do I really think is in of equal value? I'd be really curious about that. And I really also really want to talk about white guilt. So I just touched on this a little bit and look, this shit isn't right, and this shit hasn't been right for a long time. Long time. And we could even bring that shit not being right all the way back to the rise of churches and religion and abolishing rituals. And I mean, I'm talking like pre pre-Columbus coming over and just abolishing the indigenous people here in America. Like, this, it's been going on for much longer than this, right? So as people with white skin, there could be a large amount of guilt that you are feeling. And maybe this guilt is literally just that maybe you've got ancestors that did have slaves. Maybe you have ancestors that were a part of genocide. Maybe you've got ancestors that you don't even know if they were involved in any of this, but 
but they were complacent because clearly this is the system that's been created, right? We're like living in the system now. So they were a part of it. This is how we are here today. This guilt that we are carrying is actually getting in the way of meaningful anti-racist conversations. <laughs> yep, that's right. Even me, I got to step aside and make room for the actual conversation that needs to be had. So what this means, this means that as white people, we have to process our guilt. Like we've got to process that guilt because it doesn't help the person of color that is standing in front of us brave enough to say something at all. It is not serving them. It isn't serving us. It's not, I mean, guilt, I understand. It's a manufactured emotion. It's maybe not the healthiest emotion in this particular instance. So how do we process guilt? This is a fun one. And this is going to be involved with a shadow work exercise. So we process guilt by actually trying to find our innocence in the in this situation. I know, I know. It's radical. <laughs> Where can we even find our innocence in this situation? But especially for people that, that feel guilt chronically, and I say that as a recovering, fearful, avoidant, attached person. Guilt was my main driver. I couldn't even like tell you how often I was feeling guilt every single day. So the first thing to do to process guilt is to literally track at the end of a single day, just like at the end of the day, I am going to record from eight to noon, noon to four, four to eight, moments where I have felt guilty. And then what I'm going to do is while I'm writing those out, I'm going to try to find my innocence in the situation because that is going to help set us free. The moment that we transition from this like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed that I fucked up and I didn't make this person feel comfortable and I maybe said some offensive things, that guilt is only going to make the situation worse. And oftentimes when I feel guilt, that just makes me want to be right. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> so when I'm in a situation and I'm trying to feel right, like that never gets me anywhere. My husband is probably listening to this being like, yeah, girl, <laughs> I've been telling you that for years. <laughs> so let's just drop that. Let's put it aside. Let us not have to be right for like one fucking second. Let's try to find our innocence in this situation. Maybe our innocence is that we really did try to make this person feel welcomed. We, maybe our innocence is that we thought about trying to make them feel welcome. And that alone gives you like a little, just like a little switch to be back in yourself, like fully supporting yourself and flips the conversation so that you're not this like horrible human being within your own brain. And then on top of that, you're like getting information that this is like a danger zone, right? Instead, you're now in this power position of like, oh, I tried. Like I tried. And this is where I tried. And now I'm in a and now I'm in a position where I can either say that or be able to apologize and hear it, right? Apologize and hear it. 
So I know that this is like way more kind of one-on-one and in your own brain. There's so much more we can do, like document whenever we see someone getting pulled over. I'm so nervous and embarrassed about that every time it happens. And my husband is just like, we have to do it. 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 And guess what? We just have to do it. Even if nothing wrong is going on, to be the person with white skin standing there documenting what is happening could make or break the situation. It could save someone's life. It could alter the entire like chain of events in that moment. Think about George Floyd. If that teenager wasn't recording George Floyd, we wouldn't be having these conversations that we're having today. And it's so important. And yes, it is so important to call other white people out. But also, I want you to look inward because that's where the magic is going to happen. And we all lead, all of us, whether you think you're a leader or not, we all lead from within ourselves. So when we are modeling this behavior, that's when we can make true effective change. Okay, so I've got a shadow work exercise for all of us to do. And I truly mean it, whether you've got white skin, melanated skin, you're brown, you're blue, whatever color you are, all of us have the capacity to be racist and we also have the capacity to be anti-racist. So shadow work exercise. And this might take a couple days. This could take a couple months. This might take years. This is an unfolding process, right? But the best, the most impactful shadow work exercises that I have done always start with a judgment. So I want you to pull up someone of another race, just in your mind. And I want you to judge the fuck out of them. And this is not a time to be lying to yourself. This is the time to be like, no, full on, this is what I actually think. And then I want you to take a look at these, these things that you've written down. And I want you to see... Where are you thinking those same thoughts about yourself within your own life? Because here's the whole deal about shadow work. When we judge someone else, it means that we're judging ourselves. And we're judging, when we're judging ourselves, we are holding ourselves back from being our full entire selves in this life. The more we can be ourselves, the better off this world can be. Because that's why we're all here. We're all these beautiful, unique, individual snowflakes of humans that are all born equally valid, right? So take all those judgments. And then I want you to see where those judgments are true for you in your life. And this might not necessarily be like a tit for tat. <laughs> Love that I just said that. <laughs> but this could be like, okay, I judge you for not getting your work in on time. And then I'm going to look in my life and say, where am I not getting my work in on time? And maybe that's not necessarily at work, but maybe that's in my relationship with my husband. Maybe that is in my spiritual practice. Maybe that is in my physical house. So like I never or I don't do things on time and I just let things slip, right? Anything that we're judging from other people is a way that we are judging ourselves. So then I want you to see how this little activity that you're doing, this like if I am not getting my work in on time, let's say I'm not getting my work in on time with my household. 
how is that serving me? How is procrastinating serving me? Is it because it helps me make a decision? Is it because I get to (laughs) wait until the decision is made for me? Is it because when I procrastinate, my husband notices and then he gives me attention? That's a big one. Is it when I procrastinate, then I push myself into anxiety and anxiety is what actually motivates me to get my work done? There's so many different options. So many different options. So take a look at that and I want you to see how it is serving you because the the, the crux of shadow work is that if you just go from like A to C, sometimes we judge ourselves too much. Like, especially if we are chronically guilting ourselves, that might mean that we are also just giving ourselves like too much of a hard time. And like, babies, you are a beautiful, beautiful soul. And your relationship with yourself is the most important thing. And the way that you talk to yourself is the most important thing. I know I said the other thing is the most important thing, but this is the most important thing. So I want you to gently honor the fact that you are doing this activity, whatever it is, this judgment, because it is serving you in some way. Like your subconscious is one smart ass fucking cookie. It is trying to keep you safe. It is just trying to keep you safe. And then I want you to turn it around. Then I want you to write out five strategies to get that need met. That is not the way that you've been doing that if it makes sense. So my previous example of I don't do household things on time because when I procrastinate, then my husband notices and he will give me attention. I love this example because it's probably true because I said it. (laughs) I love attention. But also I love this example because we're realizing that our subconscious is so smart and it's getting us what we need. It thinks it needs attention from my husband or whatever that is. And it's getting it in just this like the quickest way that it knows how. And now that I honor that and I can see it, now I can change that. And so I can just say like, hey, husband, (laughs) let's hang out on X night when you're off work so that I'm getting my needs met or like um, I'm getting the attention that I want or call me. um, My husband has weird work hours. So that's why I'm saying this. Like call me every night at work for like five to 10 minutes when you're on your dinner break. Like I would love that. That way I can have attention. I know that you're thinking about me and I don't have to blow off whatever deadlines I'm not meeting so that it's a healthier way to get those needs met. And I'm so curious what you're going to come up with. This is an interesting interesting exercise, like both the guilt piece and the shadow work piece, because I feel like these are the two things that are really at the core of racism and white fragility. (laughs) I'm laughing because it's just time. It's just time. It's time that we do this work. It's time that we be more inclusive. It is time that we listen and listen to people of color. And it's time that this is a safe place for everyone to live. Safe feels like a pretty low barrier at this point. Higher barrier would be it is an abundant place for everyone, every color of skin to live. But I'm going to start with just safe. Because that's where we're at. 
So I hope you found this interesting. I hope this works for you. Please find me on the grams. Come talk to me about it, especially if you've got a tough one. Like if you are coming up with some major judgments about people of color, I want to like I can help you talk this through because it will help you. Like here's the goal. It will help you live your more full life. Seriously. Seriously. And then we can take that little white fragility, like nervousness, or maybe it's not even white fragility. Maybe it's a different type of color skin fragility. But we can take that fragility and we can take that energy and we can just say, like, take a pause, take a seat. Like, I got this. I don't have to be nervous. I don't have to blame others. I don't have to not allow the conversation to happen. I'm very excited for this change in the world especially for my future child who will have brown skin. So I've got my own personal motivation here. (laughs) All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining. I hope you enjoyed this episode. That's it for today's show. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed. If you have a moment and you're in the Apple Podcast app, please rate and review the show. I could really use all the ratings I can get. And share this episode with a friend that may benefit from it. You never know. And of course, hit subscribe to keep up with new weekly episodes. Until next week, visit sarahcohan.com. That's S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N.com to find other podcast episodes. And you can find Lit AF on Instagram at It's Me, Sarah Cohan. And you can also find me on Clubhouse. Thank you again for listening. Please stay lit, lit AF, and I hope to see you back here next week.